Hello, everyone. Welcome to the official pilot for our finite wisdom. My name is Graham. I'm joined today by three of my best friends and co-hosts, Joe, Ben, and Zeke. I'm going to pass it on over to Joe. Let's get the introduction started. Go ahead, Joe. My name is Joe. Uh, I've been friends with Graham since, what, third grade, I believe. Um, And we'll get into the histories of everybody just a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, who's next? What do you got? Ben. Ben, happy to be here. You guys, Zeke. Uh, present. All right, I'm happy to get this rolling. So that's Zeke. <laughs> so, and, um... so the four of us um, are a bunch of guys that grew up together. Most of us on the same street. Joe was on a different street, but was in our lives through public school uh, in Northwest Florida, um, from elementary school, middle school, um, high school. We. Uh, we're seven guys, group of seven guys. There's four of us that decided to um, kind of record this, but there's seven of us in total. We goof off all the time. We make a lot of, you know, funny comments, get into these long tangents that are, uh, we think comedic. Um, so we decided, you know, since we're already doing this all the time, why not get some of us together and try and get a somewhat regular schedule try and record some stuff, see if it takes, if it does awesome. If not, you know, we'll cross that bridge. So, you know, it's, go ahead. Growing up too, uh, um, a lot of people, and I feel, I think all of us can kind of say this, um, at least about one person in our group. I mean, not, I'm not talking about the same person. I'm talking about just somebody we can all relate to. Um, you're talking to someone and you and you hear like, oh, my friends are crazy. My friends are all wild and stuff like that. I've always been able to kind of maintain, I'm like, no, <laughs> my friends are actually crazy. My friends are actually insane. They've done a, re- a bunch of stupid stuff that they should probably all be all in prison for in some way, shape or form or another, but somehow everyone's still alive. Everyone doesn't have a prison record to my knowledge. I haven't seen a couple of them in a while, so you never know, but um, that's kind of, I, th- I felt like what, yeah, what made us qualified to be able to sit here and talk is um, sort of this, this sort of craziness that we've kind of been in all through our lives and, I'm sure as the podcast goes on, we're going to have an abundance of stories, um, not only about each other, but about the other people that were friends with the other three of the seven that you're mentioning. And then um, there's still, even then, there's still like a billion other people that surround us that we've got endless stories on. I mean, it could be anybody. So <clears throat> anyway, that's, you know, that, that is what, yeah, like you said, that's, that, that's what made us turn on these mics and let's try to get some of these stories out, try to get some of these some of these feelings out and uh, you know, trying to kill each other. It was beautiful. I, um, I don't want to take up too much time explaining backstory, um, but I'll really quickly summarize. Um, we're, you know, a group of guys, Zeke and I um, were, have been friends the, the longest amount of time. Zeke and I have been next door neighbors since we were six <laughs> years old. Um, and Ben came around uh, to the street when we were closer to nine years old. Um, Joe and myself and Zeke were in elementary school together. Um, then Joe kind of went to different middle school for a bit, came back. He and Ben became friends in band. Um, and then we all went to high school together and things kind of just continued to, to flourish. We all had our own friend groups, but we always kept coming back to one another. We've stayed friends throughout college, throughout early adulthood, um, and now into our, you know, upper twenties, young thirties. So we are, 
really proud of the fact, or at least I'm really proud of the fact that we've remained as close as we have throughout all these years. So it's really something that's special to me when I tell people about it, it, you know, it sounds special to them. So just hopefully we can get some of the, um, the bond, some of the years of stories and jokes and stuff across without it being too much of an inside joke. And so that's kind of, that's kind of the general feel. It's going to be very free flow, nothing too, um, structured too formal we want it to be light we want it to be funny we want it to be entertaining um, but we also want it to be authentic so that's all you know, i got I the big thing when you when when you say that too is like i, I and one of the big things we talked about when we got onto this podcast was like we want to have the conversations that we would have off mic too um we can't do that for every conversation that we have <laughs> but a lot of stuff um you know a lot of stuff we can sit there and talk about and uh you know Hopefully we can kind of recapture that magic a little bit um, much like, and I'll, I'll get into the first story real fast. I'm, I won't, I won't get too much into it. I'm not going to go crazy with this. Like we did for four straight hours, but uh, one of our most recent ones and ones that we sit there and talk about that would have made a good podcast episode was this debate about uh, what we consider fast food and what we don't consider fast food. Um and I see everyone's face right now as I'm saying this. It's an audio podcast, but we can all see each other. And the, the look on everyone's face just stretched up into sort of a grin, sort of a smile, because we've had these uh, just knockdown, drag out fights, it feels like, over what is considered fast food and what's not. Um, I don't know if we want to get into that right now. We probably have a lot more things to talk about. We can get into that at a later time. And maybe maybe when we get an audience, we can, we can actually... Um, pull people and Reo- see they reopen think. the discussion yeah yes we could reopen the discussion at a later time get some votes in tell some certain people why they're wrong yes yeah, just to further validate why Ben's wrong in the first history place. is yeah. written by the victors and that is why i get to tell this story that's Please. why you're wearing a montreal expos hat it's for tina doesn't exist anymore they were too good for this world <laughs> Dude, history is written by the victors um so, uh, yeah, but anyway, like I said, we have about a billion stories that we can talk about. Um, but I want to ask, does anybody have anything they wanted to get into? Uh, anybody have anything they wanted to ask the group or anything? Or what are we up to lately? Oh, I have one, actually. Sorry, I'm going to cut all of you off. Um, this weekend, I got to see another podcaster known as Ben. Um, he came and hung out at my, uh, my place this weekend a little bit. And, um, Ben, I think we have a, have a small story about that night and, um, how we didn't eat until about 11 o'clock at night. Did y'all cross swords or something? That's, or? that's a little dramatic. It was after, the, it was after that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like, like Joseph said, I, I came up to visit some family, uh, up in Joseph's neck of the woods, uh, this weekend. And, um, Decided to go over and see Joe, and so popped over to his place, and and it was a, uh, you know, around dinner time, and uh, we got there. We didn't really decide what we wanted. Joe mentioned pizza, uh, you know, always a, a fantastic choice. So perusing through DoorDash and and Uber Eats, uh, we settle on a local pizza place. Joseph's never been there, uh, and so we we decided to give it a shot. I. Uh, Placed the order, had a coupon, so had to had to make the pizza big enough uh, to to fit the the coupon 
parameters. It was like 40% off. It was if it was over like $35 or something like that. So I ordered this massive pizza that was like meat lovers. Like it was a whole thing. Um, it came out to like 40 bucks after tip uh, and everything. And so I placed the order. I, I hit submit. And I noticed that the address that it was sending the pizza to was my brother's address who lives about 30 minutes away, um, sort of in traffic. And so I like I panicked. I saw it. It was still submitting. So I like bashed the, the cancel button. Cancel, 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 cancel. And I, I undid it. Money didn't go through. Order didn't submit. So then I typed in Joseph's address, verified, went through the same steps, hit submit, turned off the phone, shut it off. And, and we just waited. Um, and waited and uh, and waited. And uh, about 30 minutes later, we got the notification that our Uber Eats delivery person was, well, he was here. Alex, I believe his name was. Shout out to Alex. He, uh, we were like, oh, he's here. So Joseph lives in, in, in a sort of a neighborhood where he has a front street and a back street. So there's like this back alley that you can get to his place from. It's where his garage is. And so sometimes I guess the DoorDash app or the Uber Eats app will direct people to that part of the house. And so uh, we he went out and checked that. No, Alex wasn't there. We went and, uh, and checked the front door. Alex wasn't there. Looked at the app and realized that again, the pizza had been sub- had been delivered to my brother's neighborhood. Uh, elsewhere in in town. Uh, But the thing is, it wasn't delivered to my brother's house. Like it was delivered like across the street. The address that it had like chosen for me based on my activity in the app uh, was was like across the street. So he calls or no, he says like, I'm here. We're like, all right, well, the hell. So I tried to call him. He didn't answer. I messaged him through the app. I was like, hey, uh, this was a mistaken address. Like the app did it. Uh, go ahead and, and deliver it to this one, like just across the street. No response. We try to call him a couple more times. No response. He calls or no, we get a, a call, like a robo call from Uber yeah. Eats. It's like your your Uber Eats uh, driver is trying to contact you, which is bullshit because I hadn't heard from Alex to that point. Uh, and finally, Alex calls and we're like, hey, here's the situation. Could you just deliver the pizza to my brother? This is like, I don't know, seven o'clock. He's still awake. I was like, all right, cool. So he went out and fetched the pizza and, and that was that. But he lived he lived too far for me to say, hey, Alex, we messed up. Could you bring it here instead? That's just not something I, I, count- I was going to do. I counter with if you ask him and he says no, then sure. I'd be. But I'm not I mean, going to make that I guy. Like drop. I'm not- should, I feel like we could just ask and be like, no, nah, I'm not just doing gauge that. It, you know, so but I was I, defeated. I, do want to, I do want to paint a small picture here in which whenever the whenever we got the notification that he was close, I'm like, all right. Um, I usually, uh, it, 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 it pops up near the garage for some reason. Uh, the, just the GPS takes you there for whatever reason. I'm going to go out there and check. I go out there, open the garage door. There's no one to be found. I look around for a second. I'm like, nope. I come back inside. Ben's head might as well be between his knees because he's realized he's messed up at this point. <laughs> so we got there uh, and my, my girlfriend decided that she was, she was hungry, but she didn't want pizza. So she ordered Chinese food for herself and that got delivered to the back of the house. And so she uh, like she ordered it as soon as we got there, pretty much around the same time we ordered the pizza. She got hers, housed it. And so she's just sitting there chilling, full as a tick, happy as a clam, uh, just full of Chinese food. And uh, and it was her Uber Eats that had the coupon. So I ordered it on her phone. And and yeah, Joe goes out to check the back after we get the text that says Alex is here. 
And then she just looks and goes, Ben, you delivered it to your brothers. And so it's at that point that I go into full survival defense mode because I know for a fact that I exited the first order and typed in the correct address and resubmitted the order. So at some point between exiting the first order, submitting the right or uh, typing in the right address and actually submitting the order, the auto GPS location, whatever memory cookies put me back at my brother's place, which is again, nowhere near where Joseph lives, relatively speaking, completely across town. Yeah. Tallahassee's built like a, a fucking mess. And so even if as the crow flies, it's like 10 miles, it's like 30 minutes. And so, you know, Alex delivers the pizza to my brother. My brother has it in hand, wraps it up, puts it in the fridge. And again, at that point, I'm not going to have Alex drive the pizza back over to Joseph. So like, all right, well, you should have asked. Let's see what else we let's see what else we got going on. And we just we ordered Hungry Howie's came out to about twenty five dollars, I think twenty seven dollars after tip. So I spent over fifty dollars on pizza, like seventy dollars, seventy dollars on pizza. Um, that uh, that I largely did not get to part. Well, no, that's not true. Well, I, I had a, I had probably over half of the hungry Howie's pizza and well, left Joseph said- the rest. And then and then I had a couple pieces for breakfast at my brother's the following morning. And, and <laughs> that, that's what I was gonna oh, ask. At what point did you get the original pizza? I had a couple pieces. Yeah, so I, I had a couple pieces for breakfast the following morning. Obviously, not as good, warmed up or yeah. cold as it would have been fresh. Um. But uh, and then I took home a couple packets and, and brought it home and had some uh, this afternoon for lunch as well. So, yeah, that was my uh, that was my embarrassing DoorDash uh, situation where I spent seventy dollars on two pizzas and only had about, I don't know, six pieces of pizza total between. the Yeah, two. it was funny, too, because like we were, we were sitting there eating the Hungry House pizza and you got a text from your brother. that says this looks good. Yeah. We assume that when he broke man, it. This is a big pizza. This thing looks good. It was like it was like 20 <laughs> inches meat lovers like it was the whole thing because i had to get it above a certain price threshold to get the coupon to kick yeah, in yeah so i spent 40 percent more than i needed to so i could get 40 percent off and then you know my brother got about 75 percent of that pizza so um never again yeah that was great but i do so I, I do appreciate you putting you me on how blast you feel about it if 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 the pizza delivery guy drives it to the wrong house do you bring it up to Take it to the right house. I mean, uh, exa- and and here's the thing: is like this example was an extreme example because it literally was across town. I still would have asked, but I think that I'm with you. I think that I would have at least said, "Hey, I don't know." So it, it depends. In that situation, I probably would have done what Ben did, just because um, you know there's someone that I know that lives right there that's nearby. I I probably would have still asked, "Hey, is there any possibility you can do this?" That would be like the optimal solution. If not, I have a plan B ready for you. Um, but like no, normally if some guy just takes it across town, I'd be like, Hey, can you bring it to me? Cause that's nowhere close. Um, I don't know how that happened. Uh, and if he says no, then I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to, you know, take it up with Uber eats or DoorDash or whatever, you know, app you use company you choose to, to dine with, um, you know, and just say, Hey, this is what happened. And hopefully, you know, it gets resolved on that end. But right. What do you think, Zeke? Do you do you um, ask or do you just? I w- I would have asked, but if I'm 30 minutes away, if it's me, and assuming um, I'm not like angry at this point, because once I get angry, I I uh, 
I just say, I'm just kind of like, you know, fuck you, dude, you know, go fuck yourself with a pizza or something. You know, he, it probably was never his fault in this first place. But it I'm definitely so, wasn't his fault. I, Alex, I, yeah. Alex did so, everything so he was told to do. That, like logic would go out the window. Um, but no, I, I probably would have been like, hey, man, look, mistake with uh, with the app. It's not your fault. But I am hungry. I know I'm three minutes away, but, you know, I'll, I'll pay you an extra 20 bucks yeah. if you can bring it over here. You I, know? Guess I guess that's the other thing is just offer, um, you know, a sizable additional tip just you know right, cash, right. cash if you got it hey i got this i'll just slip it to you exactly i don't know you're gonna spend 90 dollars on that pizza then <laughs> i mean hey if <laughs> if you've gone that far what, that point, what, i was prepared to pay 70 dollars for two point. pizzas i mean it, it's true i part of me was just like no i don't want to eat 30 minute old pizza after it already is 30 minutes old you know and then i had it the next morning oh, up, so, so my so next question no, was like truly i had no principles in that situation I mean, I'm sorry, a heat thing? Oh, like a bag? Ah, yeah, maybe. Bags. The aluminum I bags. I mean, are... depending on it, like if that's like their primary gig. I, say, I don't know how professional, I don't know how buttoned yeah. up Alex's yeah. operation is. I know some so. of them have stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. Then you have like the amateur. I can't tell you how many times, like, especially during like peak COVID where everyone was like starting to either quit or get laid off or whatever, how many times I had some random shirtless guy with flip-flops and like jean shorts on just deliver my pizza or deliver my in, insert. Dodge Stratus. Yeah, it was like an old Dodge Ram from like the early 1990s. He just gets out. Hey, is this what you is this what you ordered? <laughs> you know. Just reminded me of uh, a very popular website from back in the day. Uh was it Big Sausage Pizza? Yeah, it's uh not Tell the same more. thing at all. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you guys, I've never used Uber Eats or DoorDash or uh, Never. anything of the particular of the particular to deliver to the house. Is it is it like a moral stance that you're taking, or is it just? Nah, man, it's just uh, for me. You I made too many enemies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, man, I just I don't know. I just never felt the need that I have to pay that extra couple of bucks just to get someone else to deliver my food. I think that was the other thing. Like, yeah, I know they properly seal the bag and stuff like that, but I didn't feel comfortable taking the risk of like. Ordering the food, you know, they get it, you know, arguably hot or warm. And then something happens where they, you know, don't find the right address or to get caught in the traffic or whatever reason. And I'm like, well, dang, like I'm, I'm out my I'm out my meal. I'm out my money until I get it resolved with the app or the driver or whatever. And at this point, I go through all that and what I'm still hungry. So I'm like, I'd rather just you go know, do it myself. That's take funny, care of Joe, it. Uh, Joe, <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say, I have a story about this. I, uh, for my job, sometimes I have to go travel and it would usually be for like a week or so at a time. And, uh, a lot of times it's either in like a hotel room or this last time was a, was a, uh, Airbnb that we were just renting like indefinitely. <laughs> there was a kitchen there, but I didn't really feel like, I didn't really feel like, uh, cooking. I had like a really bad day sort of out in the field. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get myself like a nice steak. In fact, it was a cheesecake factory. Now, I'm not going to say what town I was in, but I was in a town with a lot of nice food. But for whatever reason, I felt safe with the Cheesecake Factory. I order from the Cheesecake Factory. I go through DoorDash. And um, I'm just sitting there. I'm trying I'm trying to feel better. I, I was already, like, seething with rage at this point, more or less, because of just the way that my day had gone. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there watching... Uh, something to sort of keep my mind off it. But every now and then I check the app. The, the app, it, it's, it was like, it was, I think it was like a, it was a Friday night, if I recall. So like everything was already pretty busy anyway. We're still kind of in COVID times at that moment. And it was, 
it was things were still getting like delivered a lot for people. So it was a long wait. It was like, it was like 90 minutes, two hours, something like that. The 90 minutes goes by. I think I had just gotten the notification that there was a driver heading to the restaurant for, for the thing, for the food at the 90 minutes. Uh, another like 30 minutes goes by. I never hear that my order is picked up. I, I knew that they were working on the order but no order was getting picked up at that point. Now this was about 15 minutes before Cheesecake Factory closes. I am sitting there looking at the map, watching the person now like a hawk because I'm like, this is weird. I've never, I don't really door dash a whole lot. So I didn't really have a whole lot of experience in this situation. So I'm just watching the map, seeing what I can do. The two hours go by. I think we got to about two hours and 15 minutes and I'm like, all right, I'm calling DoorDash. Call them, they're like, there's nothing we can do about it. I look at the map next after that phone call. Okay. I'll say the city I was in was in Louisiana or it's in the state of Louisiana. My driver was in Alabama at that point. <laughs> they had driven out of state. What? Like completely out of state, supposedly with my food. And I was like, maybe they're going for another, maybe they're dropping another meal off. I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure. I don't understand what's happening. Um, but no, they kept going. In fact, I'm pretty sure they went past Alabama. If I'm not, if I'm going to, if I'm, going to be honest with you by the end of the night. But once it got to Alabama, it was about two hours and 45 minutes. Every restaurant in this city had closed at that point. I call up DoorDash. I'm like, guys, what do I do with my order? I can't, I, I call this dude. I just get sent straight to voicemail. What do I do? And uh, even the guy was like, that's weird. He's like, you yeah. sure they're in Alabama? I'm like, I'm 90% sure that that's a state line border that I'm looking at on the map. And he's on the other side of it. I get um, pissed when my drivers have another stop, like on the same street as me. Like, I I can't imagine if it's like, oh, yeah, your driver's completing another stop, 486. You know, in a totally other state, Tuscaloosa. I would uh, tailgating with your state. (laughs) I would like to support Nick Saban. (laughs) I would like to imagine that this guy had just as bad a day as you did. And that was the day he decided, you know what? I'm going to go see the country. So he gets your steak dinner. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to treat myself to this guy's steak. And then I'm going to start coast to coast. Starts a YouTube and, channel, just traveling with his yeah. friendly steak. I, yeah. I feel like there's a whole screenplay that we could write about this guy. You know what I mean? With the day he started anew. But you know, honestly, by the time I got off the phone with the dude, well, I, I told the guy, I was like, everything's closed. Like, what do you want me to do? He's like, I don't know. Here's $75 in DoorDash credit. But I was like, I <laughs> would everything's closed like i don't, I don't know i don't know I, I i guess i'm just not eating dinner tonight and he's like i don't know I just got off the phone wow. so like, Whatever, dude your hotel didn't have a vending machine there was no vending machine around nothing like Some that sun chips uh, there was no i was not in a hotel i was in an that airbnb was in a part of town that i did not want to go out in at night it was uh it was a nightmare i ended up having a papa john's pizza that they burned the hell out of not a sponsor um yeah not a sponsor definitely but, uh, not a sponsor <laughs> It was uh, it was it was enough to break me. By the end of the night, I was like totally defeated. I was like, "What else is going to happen in life for this?" Day? I was waiting for my phone to ring, get some like horrible news or something along with it. But no, I mean, it ended with my driver escaping state lines with my steak dinner. Well, Would you have been wow. more or less angry to to know that your driver was was eating your steak? Like, if you got a text. <laughs> like during that whole like later like in that the, the next morning that just said thanks for the steak <laughs> would, you have been, would you have been more more pissed or less pissed because at that point you've eaten you've slept 
you got your money back and then some i would imagine like you had you had some time to sleep on it what would you have would you have like blown it off um would you have been more or less mad because you got no resolution you don't know what happened to yeah, the steak. I think you I don't know if the right. steak, feel, you don't I, know I if the like... steak even left the cheesecake factory Right. It's a cold it case, Joe. St- it's a cold it's case. St- <laughs> it's a cold case. <laughs> that's the thing is like, that's the thing is like, if I'd have gotten that, I would have felt better. But right now, I'll always live with not knowing what happened. That's deep. Have you yeah. ever received someone else's order? No, not from DoorDash. I have so, a drive. It's ha- it happened. In, I don't know. It was it was like the summertime last year. Um, there was another guy, same first name. Um, I got his order. He got my order. I Is ordered, he bald uh, too? I don't know. I, I mean, I assume all Andrews are bald <laughs> at this point. I, uh, <laughs> but so I ordered, uh, it was, um, sandwich place, not Jimmy John's, not, um, Jersey Mike's. That's the one that does like, you know, the yeah. cheesecake or cheesesteaks and stuff. So I ordered a sandwich from, I ordered a cheesesteak sandwich for me ordered a Italian for Stacy. Um, and what I get is another Andrew's order, and it's just a cheesesteak, nothing else. So I already knew, like, there's only one sandwich in here. It's wrong. I look at the name. I call um, DoorDash, and they're like, hey, sorry, we'll, you know, we'll get rid of it. Enjoy the sandwich. Here's your money back and a $10 credit. So, all right, cool. Like, you took care of me. I'll just order something else at this point. Um, but so now there's some Andrew out there that's got a regular cheesesteak and an Italian. So I open up. What this guy has like i'm not going to eat it unless it was the exact same thing that i got right but this guy orders it just says a cheesesteak sandwich so i open it up and when you think of cheesesteak what are they like the key ingredients you guys think of like a philly cheesesteak like like, philly yeah. cheesesteak oh yeah so you're gonna have your green peppers your onions uh, right yeah wait why would you mayo. not eat it <laughs> why would you so, not just eat the steak hear me out sandwich? hear me Did out you right in front of her just this guy just wanted ice. ground beef no. shredded ground hey, beef and this guy got this guy got cheese. steak no cheese wheat bread triple mayo and tomatoes and that's it what the hell yeah, so well, like, I'm not saying I would order that, but I'm definitely saying I would eat. I I, I took a bite. I'm like, maybe this guy's onto something. Turns out he's not. But I hope <laughs> I hope Triple this guy man. gets a regular Philly cheesesteak sandwich that I ordered, and he eats it. And he's like, oh, this is a lot better than whatever the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I hope that that guy now has like an appreciation of of a cheesesteak sandwich at this point. We man, what if he like, what if he got it? Just looked at like. Who fucking eats this? This is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, cheese on their cheese. On his podcast talking about fuck it. that. No, so um, we do have a friend who I uh, I went through a subway drive through with him, and uh, is our friend Charles. And we uh, we were going through the subway drive through. He's like, oh, I'm an, I need to get something real quick. I'm I'm kind of hungry. I didn't really want anything, so I just let Charles order. He ordered. I don't remember the exact order, but I remember one key ingredient and the specific instruction he provided. Oh boy, that was very once Ron Swanson esque. I've never heard uh, this during the uh, during this order. So we went through the subway drive through. He ordered. I'm going to say a subway club. I, the the sandwich type is irrelevant because he said, "I want make my sandwich this, without this, any this, underwear." That, and the third, <laughs> yeah, you need to be free balling while you make my sandwich. No, he specifically requested as much mustard as, as their job description yep. would what? allow. Yep. It was like, I want you to put as much mustard on this sandwich as you physically possibly can. 
And when I tell you he opened up the wrapper, just in the car, I'm riding shotgun. Oh my he God. opens up the wrapper and it looks it I, I can't even describe the amount of mustard. I don't like the smell so alone. If I if I was a sandwich artist at Subway and I was asked to put as much of something as I possibly could, I would take that as literally as I possibly could. <laughs> and I would, I mean, I would dunk the sandwich in whatever condiment. I would put it on the outside of the wrapper and that's what this person did so i I, i'm talking about weird sandwich orders uh that just brought me back to like 2010 let's not leave the charles one yet in his his white mazda for his fucking mustard sandwich with a side of roast beef and bread what (laughs) okay i'm sorry don't leave the charles one yet like what what did they say when when he asked for as much mustard as possible did they say anything about it see that's the thing is like if you're going through the drive-thru you don't get to participate in the building of the sandwich in the way that you do if you're at the bar, right? So like if you're at the bar and you say, oh, let me get some jalapenos and they put a few on there, you would be like, oh, give me a little bit more. He he just instructed them to put as much like, mustard as they were legally allowed can to put on this sandwich. I need to see the company policy on Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if mustard seeds are like apricot seeds where there's like a, a, a tiny amount of cyanide in the apricot seed that if you technically have too many, you could, you could die. I don't know if it's the same way, but it was probably a lethal amount of mustard that he got on that sandwich. He's uh, like, and give me it, all it that you can me. give me I, and then give my, my friend wants some mustard too. Like, I love mustard as a as a as a an accompaniment to the sandwich it's a condiment it's meant to just yeah. be there you, you taste it but it is not the same he made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with mustard like that was both Ugh. ingredients the peanut butter and the jelly were both mustard and uh and that's what he ate so uh Charles, I, listening so, to this, I remember and i always I, I think about it every time i pass the subway so i, I haven't eaten at a I subway won't. since then probably uh and and that's probably the reason I won't air out all of all of Charles' dirty laundry, but I will say that when Charles lived with me for, for about a year, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, whenever Charles lived with me for for about a year, way back when, almost a decade ago now, if you guys can believe it, um, he, I will say that whenever he cooked food, like mustard was like the first ingredient. Like no matter what it was, if it was like eggs, if it was tuna, like it was just like dumb eggs, like, eggs. No. Like, like regular That's scrambled. Think eggs. like scrambled eggs, and like you know, some people put ketchup Bro. on their eggs. I'm talking mustard. That's that's. I'm. It's psychotic. I won't knock it till I try it, but I'm real. No, close fuck to that. I'm knocking. It. It. No. I'm real close to knocking it. No, I'm knocking it. <laughs> A little bit of mustard would have been fine, right? I like I don't. I don't like ketchup puts, on my eggs. No, I don't like ketchup on my eggs. <laughs> no, no, but, stop trying. No, I, Graham, you're being too nice. Stop trying to normalize this shit. No, it's, it's I'm not fucking weird. It's fucking I'm just saying, like, no, fuck that. No, it, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is I'm not. Sorry. It is not good. <laughs> like, screw, screw that shit. Yeah. Like, there comes a point in time where we can all look at something and say that that is flat out just pure fucking disgusting. I appreciate Charles has the the uh, the willpower and the strength <laughs> to the handle all that intestinal mustard, fortitude. But yeah. oh my god. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's too much. No. That, that I does... feel like that's like serious, like acid reflux problem. Now I do. Well. So I just thought about something. Um, I, I don't know if you guys enjoy this particular brand of party favor or whatever you want to call it, but deviled eggs. One of the key ingredients in deviled eggs is mustard. 
Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I guess there's there's a precedent for mustard and eggs being combined for a, a, a decent tasting treat. But I would never think about making like three scrambled eggs, a little bit of cheese and, and putting it on my plate and then just <laughs> dumping mustard on it. I put yeah. hot sauce on my I don't put ketchup. I could ke- tolerate ketchup. My... That's fine. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty much just a hot sauce on my eggs. Kind yeah. Of guy. My, um, my mustard stepdad, sounds, he, he didn't mustard catch up on psychotic. almost everything. So like I get people have their, have like their condiment, which leads me to my, my next question. Do you guys have like a preferred condiment? Like whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner that you would like on the side or like just kind of on top of whatever it is you're eating or are you guys pretty like whatever the recipe itself is. Wait, so you mean the same condiment I could have with every meal or do you mean like Yeah, like so like for, for me for like Cholula meals. is big, right? Like if I'm making eggs, if I'm making like meats, potatoes, if I'm doing like not a steak, but if I'm doing, you know, like a burger, I could put hot sauce on a burger. Not that I do, but like hot sauce is something Cholula specifically is something I could have on almost anything savory that I eat. Yeah, no, hot sauce for me. Uh, I feel like it's a bit basic, but like sriracha is kind of good on everything. Yeah. Um, I put it on my pizza. Yeah, my I put eggs. hot sauce on pizza. I put hot sauce on eggs. If I'm but making I, chili, you know, if I'm making soup, if I'm making condiments are condiments are 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 recipe specific. I would I would uh, I would argue because I'm not a big ketchup guy. Like I don't. There's no. people who put ketchup on everything. Like it's no. like their pizza. They're fucking this. They're that. Or like ranch. Like I think there are situations where the condiments are are necessary and appropriate. Yeah. And others where it's not. And I would put mustard on scrambled eggs in the inappropriate category, Charles. Um, oh, big time. I love you, but but it just sounds too fucked up. And I'm sorry. Charles, you should be in jail for putting mustard on eggs. I wouldn't I wouldn't say jail, but you know, like <laughs> no, maybe that, like no. take a ride in the parole car, like around the block, you know, like scare, just scare him. Just scare him a little. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next time we get together, I'm just gonna well, if we go out somewhere to eat, I'm just gonna ask the waitress or waiter, like, hey. Could you also bring like you know just one large bottle of mustard just to stick here on the side <laughs> and just and just see what reaction I get out of Charles? Table decoration. Well, you know the other thing he used to ask for all the time was like sour cream. I know we would go out to like the the Mexican restaurant in our in our hometown, and like we would all get like whatever our order was, and we'd ask for like for a hot sauce on the side. But he would ask for like an entire bowl, like like one of the salsa cups. But he wants like two of those of just sour cream. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. man. So I'll, I'll the answer the question. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've very recently, I would say since being adult, try to get away from using as much condiments when it comes to my meal, just to actually appreciate like what I'm being served with. Cause I feel like if you have to constantly eat something with a condiment, you're going to get your taste buds. So accustomed to that, that you truly can't appreciate sometimes where you're actually eating. And then on top of that, you're just kind of robbing yourself of the experience. In my opinion, I may be overthinking this, yeah. but that, that's where I depends on the from. meal. I, Cause like there, I've gone through phases in my life where I've tried to like meal prep. And so I'll like cooks, you know, a bunch of shit ahead of time. And usually it's like broccoli, rice and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and in those situations, like no matter how much I season the chicken or how much I, you know, put whatever on the right, I have to put hot sauce or something to, yep. to accompany that but no i agree like if it's a you know a whole if the burger or the the pizza or whatever is if the recipe has been 
thought about and crafted in a way that's supposed to have flavors interact with other flavors and things happen for me to just dunk that in ranch dressing and then eat it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I get that that would be inappropriate. So yeah, like I said, condiments are, are fairly uh recipe uh, uh, specific. I guess. Yeah. That's how I, I feel too. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> if anything, which, and this is when I say anything, I really just mean like burgers and hot dogs. I'll put ketchup on it. I like ketchup. But ketchup typically, if the recipe doesn't call for it, if it seems a little unnecessary, then it just, there's no need for it. There's no need for it. Just go for the recipe and just be happy with what you got. Um, now, a lot of times, a lot of restaurants will try to put their own little spin on sauces and stuff like that. Typically, depending on the ingredients, I will shy away from that too. I'll be like, don't, don't put that on my burger or whatever. Some sort of weird like garlic, you know, chalupa aioli, whatever that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gets a little much sometimes. Uh, people get a little too uh, pretentious with their aiolis. I mean, Joe, I'll say. I've I've always associated you with um, fairly a fairly, well a well done burger. No, I was gonna say fairly a well easy, done burger. No, like not, no, 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 not a well done burger. <laughs> But I've always associated Joe with like if if I'm out with Joe and he orders a burger, he'll order a burger, no vegetables, like no yep. nothing, just just the burger. You're right. And yep. I, again, right. I have another vivid memory in my head. I I know this that one. I, yep. I think about often, and I probably bring up more than more than I should because it was just such a momentary thing that happened. But we went to this restaurant on Panama City Beach. When it was, we were um, steaks, steak, yep, shakes, and pancakes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was some the, diner, the old, uh, like some diner. like weird, like metallic on the outside diner with yeah. a statue of Elvis on the outside. And Joseph ordered uh, a chili burger, a burger with, with chili. And he took the it, so we got our food, whatever. And the burger was presented open face. So the burger had the bun off to the side, and then the bottom bun burger chili on the top with a side yeah. of fries. I witnessed Joseph scrape every inch. <laughs> of that burger with the fries to get all the chili. He used the chili as a dipping sauce, used every fry as a mechanism to clean that burger and then pop the top bun on, maybe put some ketchup on there. I don't remember. And then house the burger. It was when I tell you one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yo, I think about it. That's a core memory. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember, Joseph I think just I was sitting just across <laughs> from Joe when that happened, the my first thought the was, I thought like, I'm like, my first thought that went through my head, I saw Joe do that. I'm like, does he have special needs? Like, <laughs> like, what, <laughs> like what, what is going on here? I'm like, why did, I'm in my head. I'm like, why did he just save himself the trouble and just put the fries in the burger and just call it a day? Like, at least I'm all of them together. Yeah. That's, well, clearly you were the way you separated and dissected a burger. Like, hey, here's I, I the just, thing. <laughs> well, you know, you know chili. what kills me, and I, I don't want to cut you off. What kills me is that you could have ordered a regular burger and chili fries because that was on Dude. the menu. <laughs> but like, you're like, no, I'm gonna get it, the chili burger. I'm gonna scrape it off. I eat the chili with my fries. If, if that's if, that, if that's the case, I don't know why I didn't do it that way because I should have. But you're 100 right. <laughs> I don't know. So to, no, to me, so the, the, the only go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. The, well, I was gonna say. The way that I look at it, it was an opportunity. Okay. To be fucking weird. <laughs> in that in that by the time the by the time I get done with the chili on the burger, right? 
the chili has already more or less soaked into the bun and soaked into the into the meat or cheese, whatever we're sitting on, right? So that taste is already going to be there. I can use that opportunity to make some fries <laughs> go along with it that like I might have a little bit of chili fries and a chili burger. So I saw that as an investment opportunity, saving a little bit of money and having the chili taste on the burger and the fries. But wouldn't you technically also be losing heat on your food because you're not eating your food because you're too busy trying to dissect and scrape off the chili off your burger? Tasted just fine to me. I, no, I look, I'm not knocking it. I just thought it, it is one of the more bizarre things that I've ever seen. No, I, no, I'm fucking it. If, if I saw that too, it. I would have called it out as well. Like, right, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't notice I did that, but I believe it 100%. I, I want to ask because I think that we'll all probably be in the same, the same story. What is the one restaurant food story of someone doing something weird with food that tops that? Uh, fucking we, Kaufman. We, we Kaufman. obviously know. Yeah, we obviously <laughs> okay. know. So another one of, another one of our good friends from the same group um when we were graduating high school maybe maybe young in college i don't remember exactly when but it was around that I mean, time, low key, that time there's frame. actually two stories related to a food product at that same restaurant that that, that same restaurant um the, the one that is that I'll, I'll start with it's a little bit more appropriate um is we have a, a buddy same name's name's chris um he would get like you know uh, a burger and fries or you know uh patty melt and fries whatever but he would take the french fry <laughs> and he would take a, a plastic straw that you would put in like your, your soda your water whatever you got um puncture a hole in the like the the steak fry right puncture a hole in the fry pull the straw out like pull like push the potatoes out of the straw take one of those old plastic like bright red ketchup squirters squirt the ketchup into the hole of the fry he just made and then eat the fry and to him he would he would tell us that it was the perfect ketchup to fry ratio so he would do this process for every individual fry because it was the perfect amount instead of just making a little pile of ketchup somewhere and dipping it and sometimes you get a little too much sometimes you don't get enough but he would do this in public with all of us and we would tell him that's weird we would tell like all these like waitresses coming by, like, look at this, tell this guy he needs to stop. Like this is, this is not appropriate public behavior. And he, he would just insist that it was the only way to eat fries. And catch so it. the way I remember this story playing out is that we were roasting him for doing this because it was oh, just yeah. such a monumental waste of time. Oh yeah. And then he asked the waitress, he was like, that's what it was. Tell my friends that this is the supreme <laughs> way to consume French fries because, yeah, he takes the crinkle cut fry, bores yep. a hole through the center of the fry, and it discards the best part of the fry, which is the, the internal potato, and then just squeezes ketchup into it and eats it, which, again, takes much, much longer than it takes to squirt a puddle of ketchup and, and eat it. I'm not even a... a squirt ketchup all over your fries guy no. because that's that's pure chaos but that's better than than individually yes infusing your fries with ketchup and making a fry mcgriddle with ketchup yeah i just can't i can't i can't maybe he I just had a fascination with, with the act of cream pieing something i don't know uh i mean it's <laughs> i mean around that time school, around that time in his life you know maybe that's what it was maybe he was frustrated <laughs> we were yeah. bad friends 
to me, I see the uh, makings of a serial killer. He's like pulling out all the insides and replacing them with whatever he wants. I mean, I definitely. I, think I, that... I felt like you were acting very much like a serial killer with the chili burger. It <laughs> <laughs> you was know, funny too, saying... as he was telling the story. I was thinking about it. I do the same thing at Sonic now with like chili dogs. I was thinking about that. Oh, I do. It with, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I do now, it with like I have like now. tater tots, and I'll scoop the tater tot out of, out of the chili, like the chili out of the chili dog with it. I'll do that. They too. sell chili cheese tots, Joe. Just eat dude, more chili so cheese tots, Joe. I'm being more expensive. So expensive. I'm being and frugal. A look, long hot dog I, with chili look, and cheese. If I purchase the regular tots instead of those chili do- tots that are like fifty cents more, my plan is to retire at fifty. Okay, and that's you know. But could I, you not? So if all you're after, if all you're after in this situation is the essence of chili on the burger or the dog, could you not order a plain hot dog and the chili tots and put a little bit of the chili on the hot dog? That would probably be cheaper than it would be to order the chili cheese foot long dog situation with the tot. But I, yeah, it's possible, but I get the if you're out to save money, you I... got it. You got to account for every possible scenario. I'm not going to lie. Like... The more I hear Joe talk more about his food actions i i feel like michael scott talking to toby and just like why are you the way that you are <laughs> yeah speaking of why are you the way you are though i my okay before we talk about that last memory if we're going to talk about it because i'm not sure um it can wait yeah I I was going, yeah that's fine we can wait we can wait on that one but i do have one my my the one when you said that my memory involves you graham um i believe Ben was there too. I know he was. I don't think anybody else was. I think it was the three of us at this uh, Irish pub restaurant called McGuire's. Oh, yeah. I know, I know this one. And um, uh, we were in the midst of. It's a very short story. We're in the midst of conversation. I believe all three of us got burgers. We always get burgers. We, we, we all we all got a burger. We were like twenty. Yeah, not, not quite, I, I, not quite drinking had, age. Yeah, you had what I believe was a chili burger. Uh, I think it was. I think it was a mushroom Swiss. Mushroom and Swiss. It was was wet. We're in the midst of conversation. We're just talking, having a good old time. And I believe it was Ben who stopped mid-conversation to look at what you're doing or something. I stop and look at you. You're you're not holding a burger like most people hold a burger, Um, which I would argue is just like thumb on the bottom bun, fingers on the top bun, and you're going like that. You've... You're holding this burger like you're holding a baseball. Um, <laughs> fingers wrapped all the way around it. Each side, you have scrunched the burger in. It's like an apple. It's, it's like you were eating an apple. Yeah, yeah. it was like the, there's like there's shit dripping down your like wrist because there's like you're squeezing juices out of it. It feels like. <laughs> so I I'm far from a perfect person. Um, one of my <laughs> tragic flaws is that I'm a messy eater. Um, which does a hold a burger. <laughs> yeah, my, never mind. I'm not going to go into that joke. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am a very messy eater. I am known for getting like if it's saucy or if it's got like a lot of like juice. Like uh, the mushroom and Swiss was a very like wet sautéed mushroom burger full of I like juice like down down my wrist like down my arm. Um, and essentially this burger just became like a soggy wad of meat and bun and what little mushrooms <laughs> remained. Um, and so I did not hold God. it like a perfectly structured burger. I just held it like a caveman holding like a ball of meat. And I just ate like between my fingers and it, it, was, it was gross. Like a zombie, like, but like it was delicious. Apart someone, it's just, hard. Like, it's hard to make them because I remember McGuire's burgers being pretty dry. 
in yeah. general. Yeah. It's hard to make those burgers <laughs> be that mess. Somehow Graham did it and yeah, then squeezed I, every I inch of it out. I don't know if that was a blessing or a curse, but that was a that was a soppy burger. Shout like, out to McGuire's though. Shout out to McGuire's. You ate like a like a like a medieval like peasant. Yeah. Would like eat chicken without utensils. Yeah. <laughs> I as as my my beard has gotten longer over the last year, I have slowly transitioned away from like finger foods and just gone to like fork and knife and cutting things into small bites and being very like precise just because I am like a very messy eater still. So I have to be like very careful about what I eat. Cause now I'll wear it for, for days. If I don't. Oh, know. how cute. Don't wipe yeah. your mouth. What? I know. So you could just wipe your mouth. Like you a savage. Beast. Yeah. But like what? wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I wipe my I mouth when the I, when I make a mess, but would I rather make a mess and wipe it? Or would I rather just, you know, be careful about how I eat and not have to clean up a mess. You don't have to like shun an entire like like type of food just because of it, though. You could just have a napkin. Paint. I'm not like, shunning guys, it. I, I just... can't eat a hot dog ever again. <laughs> I can only eat hot dogs if they're cut up into little pieces and put inside my mac and cheese. That's Sounds like bitch in here. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I'll People take wear a lipstick and they have to like eat it like, like the, with their lips like curled in. I'll take so, it. Does that mean, Graham, that since you're so concerned about your beard, do you have a, like a, a bib for your beard? They can just like tuck around the corners of your mouth, so that way you don't disturb your little beard. You know, in like the 1800s, when it's like people have like the pajamas (laughs) and they have like the nightcap. He's got like one nightcap going, and he's got like a beard nightcap too. It's just the same thing, just hanging down. Graham, I know you drink. uh, I know you drink a lot of beer. I know you drink a lot of beer from the can and from the bottle. um, So this might not apply. But do you have you ever heard of the 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 mustache dam? The dam? No. So it's a it's a thing you put on your glass that is uh, sort of a, a U shape uh, that extends outward into the middle of the glass that allows you to drink your, your beer from a glass without getting the, the foam uh, in your oh. mustache. Huh. You might want to invest in that, but one for your entire face. It's fine. I will like, say, I will say that's probably like one of my hair favorite net, things like about like the drinking a, a good Guinness now though, is like the, the second mustache that it gives me like the got milk like from funnel. the nineties. Yeah. Just get like a funnel and just what hold it up to the milk industry. Drink. Did the milk industry lose a bunch of money? Because like in the 90s, every single public figure, athlete, actress, actor, musician, whoever was was imploring the public to drink milk. I haven't been told to drink milk in in the well, wasn't it like they more. figured out milk wasn't as good for you as they thought? Of course it's not. <laughs> um, What's what the, I mean is like at the time. How did another animal's milk be good for you? It's not. The, the that, last the last like public figure that I remember like seeing a milk ad with was Serena Williams. And that was like at least half a decade ago, I think. That's you guys are milk. better than me. Every time I think of got milk, I just think of a missing child. But so I just looked that's... up what animals can I buy milk from? Can you buy milk from? Like they're just selling yeah. it. I want to do a small family feud with you guys for a moment. Okay. Uh oh. Um there's nine nine answers on the board here of, of different types of animal milks that you've probably never heard of is the name of the article. Okay. Nine that I've never so, heard of. Okay. Right. So I've never heard of the animal or I've never heard of the milk. The uh, getting milk from the animal. Okay. Which some of these I argue with. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, we'll start with you, Graham. You want to go first? Um, I'm, I'm going to pick a, maybe it's too mainstream to not be on this list. But I would say goat's milk. 
Bam, number two. Bam. Yep, yep. That was the one that I was like, isn't that, that like even, the big? Oh, milk you've never heard of. What the fuck are you that's talking about? That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's the only one on the list that I'm like, I've clearly heard of that. And I feel like that's if you're not getting it from a cow, that's probably second on the yeah. list as a goat. Yeah, if you're looking for animal product milk, I would say that goat would like it's I, I'm surprised it's not number one. But now I've got to really like sit down and think about it. Well, I, I will say that these aren't in any like specific order. These are just like, I'm just saying that was second on the list that I'm looking at. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Ben? Um, it's got to be a mammal. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> yes, Joe. We'll talk, yes. About, we'll talk about biology yeah, some let's... other time. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, horse. Yeah, that's on the list. Wow. Oh, nice. I expected that. I don't even. I don't want to think about it. Never mind. Zeke, what do you got? Um. In fact, I'm gonna go, call this. I'm, I'm gonna go buffalo. That's on the list too. I just Holy picked horse shit. because you guys of, are killing uh, this. I picked horse um, because of American Pie Beta House. Uh, no, I'll just <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about that movie. That's, that's what that is. For yeah. only that one scene, just yeah. that one scene, Ben. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call this eight instead of nine because one of them says A2 cow's milk. I don't know what that means, so I'm just scrapping that one. Um, but yeah, you guys got goat, buffalo, horse. We got uh four more on the board. One, two, three, yeah, four more on the board. Uh, I'm gonna say kangaroo. No. That's a good guess. Wow. <laughs> that is a good guess, no, I, 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 well, I would have thought that'd be popular. Is that a good somewhere. guess? <laughs> I don't think I thought it was a good guess. We're going for for large mammals that are plentiful in areas of the world. So I'm going to go with yak. Yak milk. Uh, He got it, man. Jeez. Wow. God, you guys are good on your animals that can produce milk. I don't know how to take that that, that comment. I don't (laughs) don't know if it's an insult. or. What do you got, Zeke? We got. Uh, I think I remember something to do with camels from Assassin's Creed. So I'm going to go with camels. That's on the list. <laughs> That's on the list. You guys are like killing it right now. All right. We have, there's only two left. There's oh, only two gosh. left. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, man. Give me something. Okay, so, Graham. I'm going to op- right? open it up. Not turn. Just open whatever up. you guys okay. do. You guys can confer. Llama. Ooh. No. Damn. Wow. I thought All South right. America. There's some llamas down there. Yeah. That, that, I'll call that strike two. Kangaroo is strike one. Yeah, no shit. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm well, thinking it's got to be like a small rodent, like like a beaver or a squirrel. All no. right, Graham's fucking weird. No one's, no. No one's milking rodents. It's got to be a <laughs> large. How do you know? I, I don't. I, don't imagine, I can't imagine someone like pinning a rat on its back. And How just, do you like, know? Did we say sheep? Little sheep. Mini rat tits. sheep. Sheep would be a good one. Sheep sounds. Sheep good. is on the list. There we go. I don't we know. Yeah. One more. There's one uh, more. Um, Can we get it? Do you get a, a continent, a, a common continent, you can find this this animal. Uh, uh, a hint. Uh, throw us a lifeline. I mean, the continent. I'll say North America. Fuck. Oh, like like natively, or like in the zoo. I got it. What do you think it is? Uh, so I'm putting these all in the same family: moose, elk, reindeer. It is a reindeer. Yeah, wow. I'm the milkman. They wow. call me the milkman. Got milk? I'm concerned, but how many of these have you tried, Ben? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I have oat milk in my fridge, so none. 
Okay. No. I mean, I like goat cheese, so I, I guess I guess goat milk technically, but that's crazy. Really you guys it. nailed it, man. I don't you guys nailed the whole list. That was weird. Dude, that was yeah, bizarre. Um, have you guys ever tried buffalo? Yeah. Is yeah. it good? I've tried a buffalo, like a legitimate, like buffalo, not buffalo wings. No, no, no. I tried like an actual burger made of buffalo, and that's that was incredibly tender. Yeah, it's very, really? it's very yeah. tender. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess I've had bison more than I've had buffalo, but I think I've had buffalo. I've had really? bison too. Yeah, I keep bison to try, is just never have. becoming more mainstream. You can buy really? bison like just like you can buy like regular ground beef at mm-hmm. insert store here. Um, there's a lot of stores near me that do like ground bison as well. There's a there's a Ted's Montana right here, and I keep meaning to not right here, but it's it's in town, and uh, it I keep meaning to go over there and like try buffalo or whatever, but uh, just never have. I also heard you can have can you not maybe not there, but I've heard you can eat kangaroo as well. Yeah. Has anybody ever given that a shot? I've had kangaroo. You can eat jerky. that in the states. Yeah, I've had kangaroo jerky. I, I didn't know you could. I've never I've never had yeah. paired kangaroo because kangaroos are like a nuisance animal in Australia. Yeah, so yeah. So uh, they, they're encouraged. To well, I don't know if they're encouraged to cook them and eat them, but it's it's not illegal. Encouraged, are they encouraged at least to hunt them to a certain extent? Uh, I don't know about hunt, but I think it's it's one of the they're like squirrels, you know. It's just like one of those things, like in in South Florida, like iguanas uh, are ah. a big like nuisance animal, or in the Florida Keys, those uh, zebra fish, like those those uh, like poisonous oh, yeah, yeah. spiky yeah. fish, are like an invasive species. So they have every year in in the Florida Keys like a, a festival where they do like a contest to see who can spearfish the most zebra fish or lion fish or whatever. Pretty and then they and then they <laughs> just cook them and eat them. Wow. So are you guys how adventurous how adventurous are you guys from a, a food standpoint? Like are you willing to try crazy things or are you only willing to try like proven commodities? I, I feel like I know where you're at, Joe. <laughs> I don't know about Zeke. Well I was gonna say I, I'm willing to try anything. I really oh, really well, yeah, yeah, wait, really, are, yeah. Aren't, you, aren't you the same guy who gave Ben like a giant beef tongue or something like that, or cow's tongue? No, I didn't yeah. eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I kept it in my freezer for well, that a was, year and that gave was it the back. Intent. You should have eaten it. I'm just kidding. That, um, that was we the can try it. Fucking thing I've ever seen. We can try. It. We One can of try to eat it. We should, Joe. I mean, at this point, it's been over ten years since you gave me the first beef tongue, and then Let's it was a year after freezer. that Let's I gave it somebody. No, I don't even know. I mean, that beef tongue it ended up with someone else other than me or you. So it's it's long been thrown away and just to explain the beef tongue for a second. Um, when when Ben and I were in high school, we were in band and we had this like uh, this tradition every year that they didn't ban where you like had to uh, gift a random person. I think it was in your section. Yeah, um, it was like Secret Santa. Like a gift. Yeah, it was like a Secret Santa kind of thing. And and I, I gave Ben weird gifts uh, every year. I kept I I, I think. It, it wasn't that year. It was the next year I actually traded somebody so I could get you just to give you another weird gift. But then I think I got you like a bag of M&Ms or something like that along with No, it, I so remember exactly like a- what you got me. You got me a beef tongue. You got me like three packs of gigantic Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then you got me uh, this like it was this bar of chocolate infused with like chili. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was like it was like it was, it was like ninety percent cocoa, so it was like super, 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 super dark chocolate infused yeah. with like the hottest pepper I've ever fucking wow. had. 
at that's that right. time. But yeah, and, and then uh, a, a giant beef tongue. I gave him a giant beef tongue, which to me was the centerpiece of the whole thing. Well, <laughs> the next year, do you remember what you got me the next year? It was, I believe it was an octopus in a jar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, what? A, it was a dead octopus <laughs> in like a big fucking mason I, I went to I went to Walmart and I asked the people behind like the... Uh, the seafood counter i'm like can i just have like a whole octopus and they're just like yeah and like they just they just wrapped it up and i uh, found a jar just stuck it in with a little bit of water and i remember like my i re- my mom actually told me this later on her favorite part of that whole thing was watching you afterwards and during the game like you would like spin it and like, yeah, you'd, like hold it up and it's spinning, spinning it in the jar and they were doing like the jar you. tornado thing yeah exactly <laughs> And there was like a, there was like these like girls like behind us, like I guess behind them, but looking at the thing, they were just looking disgusted at the, the chart the whole time. <laughs> it's just like they're like shaking it around. Well, it's like every you, you watch all these little band kids like rolling up to the stands with their little bags to like give to each other. And so I, I had Joe because I gave Joe the tongue back. I like I worked my way to getting Joe to give him the beef tongue back, and he obviously got me. And gave me the fucking octopus in a jar. And so I like, so here I am like spinning this octopus in the jar in the stands during a football game. Our football team wasn't that good. So that was pretty much the, the, that was the entertainment. <laughs> the, for the night. Yeah. That was the, the attraction. <laughs> but the best part is so like around when we were upperclassmen, uh, you know, the, the cool thing to do after football games for the, the kids in the marching band was to like go out to eat at like Chili's or TGI Fridays or any of those like crazy places, get, like, 10, yeah. 10 bucks in your, in your pocket and you want to go get some sliders or cheese fries or whatever. And so we went to, I think it was TGI Fridays and I brought <laughs> the octopus with me. I just had it on the, t- <laughs> on the table. <laughs> and uh, I was just, again, doing the spinning, just like working up the octopus in the jar at it the spun table. Like a champ too. Yeah. And then I remember throwing the jar into the street. Uh, at some point in the future, and uh, the octopus laid there in the street. And who knows? Oh. All right, he so found his way back to water. I'm sure. And one of the weirdest gifts that I've ever received. But yeah, I gave the tongue back to Joe a year later, and yep. and uh, then it ended up with with some other kid in band. I, I don't remember who it was. And yeah, I don't uh, remember what happened after. I'll never. I, yeah, well, we never saw it again. But I, I look, Joe, I'd be down to to buy a beef tongue. And, uh, and prepare it if you want to try it just for so i watch a ton i do a lot of grilling and smoking and stuff like that and i actually have watched a lot of videos about how to prepare beef tongue so i'm down let's do it we'll grill some beef tongue we'll do it looks like we'll it do it. i i remember getting the beef tongue and i remember getting the octopus with the sole reason of basically this like eventually we're gonna look back on this and look what the hell i think about it often it paid Wait. off you can do it in tacos uh what's it lingua is is Cow tongue and tacos, phenomenal. I'm down, 100 down. Let's do it. You guys are brave. Um, are you not gonna do it with Zeke? I give it a shot. I give it a shot. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a Rocky Mountain oyster. You know, it's just, it's a tongue. It's like, look, you Zeke, know. look, you're having a baby shower in a couple months. Ooh. We're all coming. <laughs> I'm gonna roll up, kick open the gate to the backyard, pop a beef tongue on the grill. And then we're all just gonna we're all just gonna partake. I'm down I do want to I do want to yeah, take a beef tongue. Let's do it. I, I do really want to take a beef tongue through uh, TSA though. <laughs> I don't. I feel like you could just get one at HEB and be fine. No. Yeah, I could, but then I could also bring one with me. Bring a cool. <laughs> bring a beef tongue. Not just I... in my bag. Just you know, no, in my carry on. Just not even on ice. 
just a warm beef tongue, room temperature beef tongue. Oh God! Look, I'm gonna be TSA pre-check soon, so I'm just gonna walk right through. It's gonna be great. Didn't we like, oh. didn't we like hit someone with the beef tongue at one point? Didn't we like slap someone with it or something? Or yeah, I think our drum major, so he probably really appreciated that. How heavy yeah. is a beef tongue? It was heavy, heavy. It was I remember really I saw heavy. it in your garage. It looked. It was big. like size. Wasn't it like five to seven pounds, something like it that. It was like it was a foot long, and obviously it thins out towards the front, but the the part that connects to the the, the body of the cow it like is that it's like a football. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, an it's got thick shafts. So good it's got that whole underside size. With, uh, towards the back of the tongue. Just that, you know, that whole underside underneath it was, it was, it was crazy, but yeah, it's the wood Harris wow. of, uh, of animal, uh, of animal. Organs. It was, a, uh, it was, that was an interesting, interesting thing, but I enjoyed it. I always, I always look back on the beef tongue with uh, affection and soon we'll get to try some. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll boy. Keep, we'll put ketchup on it. Or we'll put chili on it. You can just scrape the nah, chili put mustard. Doritos and shit, and then, uh, then we'll eat the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Some chili. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save some for Charles, and Charles can put mustard all over it. And I say we take, <laughs> uh, take that tongue and just dip that bad boy in some mustard. Do you know? And two, and two little cups of sour cream. Just throw a little extra in there. Yeah. Do you know if Charles is planning on coming, Zeke? I don't recall seeing him respond to the text, to be honest with you. Um, Cause I think I, I, I remember, I remember you guys responding. I don't recall Miguel. I don't think Miguel will be able to go. Um, Cause I was talking to him about when he came down here, but I actually haven't heard back from Charles. Coffin. I sent you guys a picture. Um, I saw of what I think Charles looks like when he gets done eating the sub from subway, subway sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's uh, the album Big Daddy Multitude by Mustard Plug. Mustard is just a disturbing yeah, spe- album. Photo. Give it a, give Hell it a, a Google name. Incognito. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, music and whatnot, I was uh, rant, uh, driving across some uh, donut shops because they're like all over here in Texas. And yeah. I was reminded of a very popular rapper, uh, Krispy Kreme. And uh, <laughs> I think he goes man, by Froggy I, Fresh these days, dude. I I'm curious to know. I'm very curious to know because he changed his name to Froggy Fresh because of the whole issue with his name, right? Or something. Probably, was it yeah. yeah. Probably got a season to see. I'm sure. <laughs> that was a hell of a time, man. The internet, like 2012, YouTube was just a wild, wild place to be. It was. So, actually, speaking of music. There was one thing that I wanted to talk about um, that uh, has been floating around the internet over the last couple of days. And it has to do with, with sort of our era of, of high school. Zeke, I'll exclude you um, just because you were, you, know, you, you, oh. listened to a different, you listened to a different type of music than I think Joseph Graham and myself. But there's a, the other day, out of the, the clouds, just, just from out of nowhere, Live Nation, uh, a popular sort of festival organizing company announced uh, a music festival happening in Las Vegas on October 22nd of this year called When We Were Young. Yep. And it features 67 of like the big, well, uh, it features 67 groups total, most of which are the biggest like emo, pop punk bands of, of our sort of era. And yep. so, like, headlined by My Chemical Romance, Paramore, A Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, Avril Lavigne, Avril Lavigne Jimmy Eat World, 
the main pierce the veil like uh, it goes on and on again 67 yeah 67 groups the festival i had not heard of this so so stacy showed me today so it happens it's happening on october 22nd of this year there are again 67 groups tickets start uh they're on sale this friday pre-sale begins this friday you have to put twenty dollars down general admission is 225 dollars the festival is again one day 11 a.m to 11 p.m three stages with rotating acts there are general admission tickets for 225 general admission plus tickets for 399 which gets you performances all day food choices bar concessions air conditioned restrooms dedicated entry lane at main entrance then there are vip tickets that get you all the same as general admission plus uh plus charging stations more food choices more dedicated viewing areas and then there are vip cabanas which can cost twelve thousand dollars which is an ultimate roped off viewing area with security shade vip service complimentary two bottles with one premium liquor one champagne food vouchers cabana available at the main stage only performances all day on multiple stages at the las vegas festival grounds expedited entry private air-conditioned restrooms charging stations food choices bars concessions skip the line etc etc this is a 12 hour festival with 67 groups on three stages if I'm paying 200 and like people are speculating that this is either a going to be a fucking disaster oh, I or be a total yeah. scam like the fire festival. Yeah. So that's the thing is like people are calling it emo fire fest because it, it seemed like how logistically, how the hell are they going to get all 67 of these groups to agree to play like three songs a piece <laughs> so they can all play at the same time or if it is truly going to be three stages, divide that into three. So you've got like 22, 23 bands of pop uh, per stage throughout the Tw- whole 22 day. 22 and a third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a third. So that's, per, where, per Lil, that's where Lil Huddy gets to go. He's a third of a band. Um, <laughs> but even still, 22 bands divided by 12 hours. 1.8 songs a piece. Well, not wow. songs, but 1.8 bands per hour. Per and hour. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You're sorry. So roughly two bands per hour. So 30 minutes, which is about eight to 10 songs, depending on the band. But if we're talking live versions, we're probably talking like five to seven because there's a lot of vamping that occurs in, in, in live group. So, but even still, if it's three stages, you have to pick what bands you want to see at one time. And so looking at the lineup, there are, uh, you know, a couple dozen bands that I would love to see on this list. And if they're playing at the same time, I'm going to be pissed. There's no shot. I'm paying $225 to go to Las Vegas to stand in the middle of a field to, to, to run around. And again, Live Nation, as people have pointed out, the same group that organized Astro World, which happened just a couple of months uh, ago, which went yeah. off without a hitch, as everyone remembers. I, I, this, this can only be a disaster. So uh, I was talking with my, my girlfriend, the other day and and she said you know well maybe they'll do some sort of streaming package where if you pay like a certain amount you can you can view online they'll they'll stream it each stage you can pick whatever you want to watch like as it goes at a live stream 11 a.m to 11 p.m that'll be great i would pay upwards of 50 dollars to to do that because again a lot of these groups i would i would like to see live but yeah as i'm thinking about it there's no shot this goes off. A, as planned, 
B, without a hitch, or C, without some sort of severe disappointment. I don't think well, it's a full Firefest situation where nothing actually happens, but I think there is a 0% chance all of these acts arrive and actually play on October 22nd, 2022 at the Las yeah. Vegas Fairgrounds. Even if what it was three days, though. For? What's that? October 22nd. October 22nd, 2022, uh, from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't see, I don't see that list standing strong at 67. I see that dropping dramatically. Well, I was gonna say, like, I, I don't think we would see that anyway. Even if they were, if even if this was a full like three festival day, we're gonna be seeing like a lot of these bands drop out for you know different reasons, COVID yep. or scheduling or whatever else. Um, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you though. In that, like, I'm sorry, sixty three bands, not sixty sixty three. Okay, there's a little more time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah like a couple it, more minutes. It, it's that's a lot. It's a long way to travel, and it's just not a lot of payoff. I feel. I mean, yeah, it is cool. It would be cool to see My Chemical Romance. It'd be cool to see AFI. It'd be cool to see you know like Jimmy World and stuff like that. But you're only seeing them for like you said, like thirty minutes. You're only really seeing them play like five songs and they're out. Yeah, like when I know, saw like, it, I went and saw Green when I Day saw, play a couple of months ago, and they played for like three straight hours. Right when I saw the announcement, I was like, "Holy shit! This is like Warp Tour, but on like triple steroids. This yeah. is going to be like five days. This is going to be incredible." And then I saw it's going to be twelve hours with yeah. three concurrent stages. So, a, how big are the Las Vegas Festival grounds? I don't doubt that they're huge. I'm sure it's the middle of the desert, but. I don't want to like try to go listen to four years strong. And all I can hear is three Oh three because they're at the stage right next door. I also heard that each of the stages were rotating. So as one band was playing, the other one could be setting up so they could literally just turn the stage around. However, I don't know how you sound check in that situation. So it, that doesn't seem very, very plausible as a, as a solution. Um, but, but this has sort of been the, the buzz uh, amongst people our age on on the the Twitter and and uh, TikTok sphere, um, and I just I cannot uh, I cannot imagine this goes off without a hitch. I was very very excited when I first saw it and was willing to say I'm going to drop the money to go to to go to this thing because it would be crazy. But for for all the reasons Joseph listed and more, uh, there's uh, there's just no shot I would ever do this. So there, there's yeah. two talking points that I want to I want to bring up. The first one is that I think what this really is it's it's going to be like the nostalgia sales mm-hmm. factor because you're not necessarily paying to like hear all these bands. You're paying to check off a huge bucket list of I want to hear them 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 them. For for us, like you said, it's it, it's our era of of music, so it is a big nostalgia factor, which we know sells right now. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is something, something else you said is like streaming it. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I know that Joe and I play games in virtual reality. Um, you can watch football games now, like on the sideline in virtual reality. I honestly think as like, and like, if you look at like, um, the concerts that are done on Fortnite now, right. I honestly think things like concerts and football games, um, obviously going and seeing them live is still going to be huge. But in the years to come, I think that we're going to see a lot more streaming of these events as well as virtual reality where you can be up close with like a 360 cam. You yeah, know, I saw and a be thing in, for be that. In that. Um, I think it was Imagine Dragons, like the meta, the Facebook company is, yeah. is doing a, a virtual like an AR concert. Um, I saw something about that the other day 
now that you bring it up. But yeah, I think it's Imagine Dragons. Um, but I yeah, so like again, I, I've I've paid for virtual concerts in the past. Like obviously there were dozens and dozens and hundreds of tours that had to be halted because of COVID yeah. over the last couple of years. And there were concerts that I had tickets to that I was able to refund or exchange for virtual currency to see some socially distanced, you know, warehouse concert that this, this group was putting on. Yeah. Um, so again, if, if live nation says, look, you can pay two twenty five, three ninety nine. dollars Four ninety nine or twelve thousand dollars to be here in person, or you can pay fifty bucks and we'll give you a live stream pass all day, so you can check, click, you know, click between stages and, and yeah. do whatever. I would pay that, and that's yeah. not that's not money out of their pocket. Like that's not no. money I'm taking no, from them is... because I'm not buying admission because this is going to sell out immediately. Yep. Like the the concert, the, the tickets go on sale Friday uh, for a twenty dollar down payment. Uh, and then you have to obviously choose whatever type of ticket you want. They're going to sell out immediately. Easy. Um, and so if they were to say, yeah, you're going to get online access on top of this for this price, I'd pay it for sure. But yeah. I, I just wanted to see if you guys had seen that. And uh, this is, yeah, definitely. I don't know if, again, if it's going to be a Firefest level of disaster, but at the at the very least, it's, uh, I think, going to be a... I, I think it's going to be going to be a mess and it's not going to be what it looks like. It's going to be right now in January. Cause no. we got nine months until this thing goes on. And, and there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot that could change globally uh, from a public health standpoint. Um, but also like from a money standpoint, I feel like, yeah, all these bands have agreed tentatively, but uh, who knows what, what that actually means uh, and what this lineup looks like, you know, come, Another thing I'll come point out about it too is like, you know, um, if it, it's at the fairground, so it's going to be an outside concert. I, like, I don't know about you. I don't know if you guys have been to like a ton of outside concerts, but I find the sound to be rough in a lot of them. Um, best concerts I've ever been to, best sound quality has always been inside. Uh, I saw Blink 182 here actually in Tallahassee. That was like half inside, half out. It was, it was decent enough. But like uh, when I went to go see uh, Green Day and Weezer and Fall Out Boy and all that, um, what's the name of the stadium where the Jaguars play? Uh, like Everbank Field, I want to say Everbank. I think that was it. Yeah, that one. I mean, just it's just it's just too echoey, and there's just, there's too much empty space. I feel like in it, um, and that's that's kind of what kind of drags me down too. Is like if I want to go see, you know, I'm trying to find a decent band here that would work with it, like Dashboard Confessional. I want to get my Spider Man two on. I'm going to want to go see them in like the Tabernacle in Atlanta or some sort of place where like the venue is is built for sound can handle that kind of uh that kind of music um and maybe not be so sweaty while i'm outside with a bunch of other people you know yeah it's october I mean, it's mid-october or a little late october so maybe it won't be too bad but i mean vegas is pretty warm year-round isn't it right i can't imagine it's uh it's uh very comfortable to uh <laughs> to, to I, I went i went to vegas uh this past december and i found it to be not not super warm um we drove like an hour out and we found snow like up and it was up like on a mountain kind of thing but it was you know it wasn't too bad yeah i mean yeah. I, i've been to uh one warp tour and that was outside that was you know uh, like in several stages a big area yeah, again, uh, sort of concentrated people, 
and and you could sort of pick the stage you wanted to go to, pick the band that was playing on the stage at that time, and and it was fine. But for this to go off in the way that they want it to, the bands have to be playing at the same time on these stages. And yeah. I just don't know how far away they're going to be. So, yeah, to your point, Joe, I, I don't know what the sound quality is going to be just from like an interference standpoint. If right. I'm going to see neck deep, am I going to hear four years strong on the other stage doing their thing? I, I don't know. So, um, I, yeah, I, like I said, I, I have 100 uh, <laughs> percent feeling in my mind that this is not going to go off uh, the way that they think it's going to go off. Agreed. That being said, I mean, it, it, I'm looking at the lineup now. It is an impressive lineup. I mean, hell of a lineup. It is I cool. Mean, yeah, yeah. The, like the best. And that yeah. the, some like a thing that people have have uh, speculated or not speculated, but like brought up is that they did one of these in 2013. They did a, a when you were when we were young festival in 2013 in L.A., I want to say. But it was like 30 bands and it was over two days. So it was much more doable uh, than than this. Um, so that's that's the the rebuttal that I would have is like, you know, this logistically just doesn't, doesn't make a, a ton of sense. No, not at all. Is it made a parade from here? Uh, they're from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Really? They're not. They consider, they consider Tallahassee to sort of be like their hometown ish. That's what um, I was thinking. Cause area. I know the, the guitar player, he just played a show here like two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, yeah. Jake, um, their drummer is uh, he's from Tallahassee. But um, anyone have any um, parting shots? I think I think we're starting to wind down. So, yeah. Um, Joe, I, I don't know if you saw, but or if I mentioned it, uh, finally beat a shout of the Colossus. Nice. How'd you like it? Yeah. Um, it, it took me a little getting used to to get over the uh, the repetitive nature, kind of like you know, like you defeat one Colossus and you move on to the next type of deal. And there wasn't really anything in between necessarily to do. Um, but it just made me that more interested in trying to understand the story more. Right. And yeah, I, I, on a scale of one, zero to 10, even for a game that's only like maybe, at least for me, maybe eight to 10 hours long. Mm-hmm. That's a solid nine out of 10. Yeah, it's real, yeah. real good. I, I, yeah. yeah, I understand. Your, I understand, too, that, that, that there's an emptiness to it. Yeah, that sort of follows, but I do think that sort of plays into the theme of the whole thing too. Exactly. I don't. I don't remember exactly how many fights are there because the whole game is nothing but boss fights. Yeah, I, I thought 16. it was 16. just over a dozen. So I mean, it's just learning the mechanics of that boss, and that's like pretty much all the game is. There's not yeah, a whole lot exactly. else to it. It's almost um, like a puzzle game. Yeah, in, in a yeah, sense, it really is. Hundred ten percent. In a sense, it's a matter of can you study this opponent? Can you work out the mechanics and and combat it? Yeah, apparently the average um, yeah. playthrough is like six to eight hours for that game. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, you can you can you can knock out like four of them like but within thirty I, minutes. I feel I, like. I think that's that's the beauty of it. You know, for being PS2 era game, like it didn't need to be very long. It didn't need to have a lot. It it's a it's a pretty game to look at. It's a very smooth game to play, um, and it shows that you know you just have to do one thing and do it right, and you can make right. a quality product. You don't have to do all this extra stuff. Like we yeah. talked. Um, a little bit previously about I say previously is the last time we we attempted to record um, about like big games like Skyrim and GTA five specifically and how great those games are from a financial standpoint. Um, but you don't have to do all that to make a quality game, you know? Mm-mm. No. And, and that's, and I, I think because of the financial desires that came from games, that like companies realize like 
even game like in my opinion, I throw Skyrim, I throw game uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, games like Apex. I would even say Two K. All fall under that umbrella of like, how do we get the most out of our players from a financial standpoint, rather than um, for some of these companies, how do we make a single player game, a campaign focused game, and say that this is this is still alive. This is still around. I think we still see some companies who keep it around like Square Enix obviously is one. Um, I feel like Gorilla Games is really trying to keep it up with, yeah. uh, I think, or I think it's Gorilla Games with like for um, Horizon. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Yeah. It's Zero Dawn. I think that's another. Um, and then uh, was it, um, is it a Konami or is it someone else that makes the, uh, uh, the Dark Souls and Demon Souls games and all that? I don't it think is. it's Konami, but yeah, it's not it Konami, but it's Cap- it not Capcom, is it? Not no, Capcom, Capcom does Neo and some and some other game. I can't remember. Um, um I, I, I do yeah. agree with you though, is that like the the current like the trend with gaming is to to make an online product as a service model and keep it going. You find very few companies nowadays. Normally it's indie companies that do single yep. player like full experiences um that, that work. Publishers like, were, go ahead. No, no, go. You're good. I was curious to know who the publishers were. The publishers were from Software Inc. and Bandai Namco. And the Bandai Namco, Namco was Bandai from Namco, Software, yeah. QLock, and Bluepoint Games. There we go. But yeah, so I don't know, guys. What do you think? It's a pretty good first episode, right? Yeah. Uh, Joseph, no, I, I have one. Yeah. I have one question. Oh, what do you got? Off, I have one question for Joseph. Completely off topic. Um. Uh, who's the better WWE? tag team edge and christian or the hardy boys uh parties i agree all right all right (laughs) (laughs) that's how we're gonna uh, send it off that's that was right um i really enjoyed it had fun with you guys it's a good first episode uh of uh our finite wisdom what do you think guys how you feeling for episode two energized ready to go I mean, we're going to record it right after this, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after this, we're just going <laughs> to stop recording, take a quick five minute break, hit record again. Let's just go. Just like how uh, was it? Um, the Infinity War movies were done just back to back, part one and part two. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. I don't want to get too deep into it. We can talk about it next time. Um, it's, it's, it's William and I have been going through the entire Infinity Saga from Iron Man 1 to um obviously in game and uh we finished in game tonight we did half the first half of the movie yesterday and the second half of the movie today um and there was a lot of the movies that i didn't watch um the first time around i watched the, the entire saga so to watch them all as they released um was very like eye-opening of how well done that the whole saga was actually put together yeah they definitely they definitely had like a solid plan that mm-hmm. paid off in spades for sure yeah um i do think a lot of those movies they kind of feel like they blend together after a while like the same sort of plot sort of oh, each yeah. one but but not in a bad way like they managed to mask it well enough um some some of the individual it. movies definitely like they blend they're not great like on their own but seeing yeah. how they all tie in to each three. other at certain points yeah that's a great right, yeah, yeah. How, seeing how they all tie in at certain points um and and get brought back up at some point later in the story how they like set things up um to watch them all essentially it was like a month and a half that we watched them all 
um, was, was really like an eye opening experience. So yeah, I think it's like what, 48 hours worth of, of movies. I could Pro- probably. I would, wow. I, would, I would say somewhere between 50 that, and 55. Does that include this new phase of Marvel as well? No, we, or, we haven't probably, gotten there. Uh, like just the saga itself is that long. 50 gotcha. hours. 50 hours. Yeah, I didn't even think of to bring yes. it up, but uh, friggin' Moon Knight, the trailer dropped. Yo, Charles, what to ask you, what did you think? Uh, I'm, I'm stoked. It looks great. I mean, it looks like the Lemire run where they're going to kind of like delve into like him not really knowing what's real and not really knowing what's what's in his head. Um, it looks great. I really don't like the way the costume like formed around him, but I'm just not sure if that's part of the personality thing. Like he's just going crazy. Um. But no, it looks dope. I'm super stoked. I'm stoked. The villain is a super deep cut. Uh, literally appeared in like one issue. But uh, no, Oscar Isaac is going to kill it. Um, I'm, I'm ready for him to drop that stupid British accent. I assume that's one of the personalities. It's going to be Stephen Grant. Uh, um, and then once Mark Spector takes over, we're just going to get, you know, the badass Oscar Isaac. So we'll see. I'm stoked. I'm super excited to see Moon Speaking Knight. of which, I, th- I think uh, one of the Moon Knight actors died. Uh, yeah, he died today. Like today, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff, man. But did they did they say how? Uh, ski, it was a ski accident, right? Oh, yeah. okay. I saw, I saw that, but oh. I didn't. I didn't know who who they were. Yeah, he's playing I, I, I still don't know. called Midnight Man. Yeah, I, I just saw. Um, I think it was like British actor dies in skiing accident, and that's like all that I saw. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read the story or anything. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible thing. But you know, yep. I, I am excited to see it. And, Hopefully it's good. I'm, I'm fingers crossed, man. I've been looking. For, I, I've been. That's what I've been waiting for since the for start. Whole I'm time, for a yeah. good Moon Knight show or movie or whatever, and it looks like we're finally getting a super dark, bloody version of Moon Knight. So, and I'm loving the quality of these TV shows too. They're not. They're not. Uh, like I'm not watching, and I'm thinking like, yeah, they're really only hoping. They're really only hoping this is the last one season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like Loki and stuff is getting a second one, but yeah, like some of the ones that should have, I feel like didn't, like WandaVision, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm about to leave on on Sunday for for a three week trip, and so I'm planning to knock out like some WandaVision, some Hawkeye, because Williams there I can go. sit and watch a lot of that stuff. No, nah. um, so that'll be more for for me now that I've gone through the entire saga is to to watch the Phase Four stuff and, and see how it is. So I'm excited. Um, obviously we have a lot to talk about in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Thanks everyone for being here. This concludes the official pilot of our finite wisdom signing out so long see you later guys